Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, their culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Yin Tang, and I apologize I have a cold tonight, so I'm a little bit stuffy. I'm here with DJ Alexicon, and Johnny, with a ghost host, will be standing by, and he might make an appearance later. He might. He might. Yes, I'm sorry. It's Johnny. <laughs> so it's the normal host, the abnormal host, and the ghost host. I don't really like being called a normal host. No. We'll have to come up with another name for me. All right, we'll figure that out. Yes. Um, before we introduce our special guests today, why don't we start off with the impressions of the week? Would、let's, you like to go first? Let's do that.、Uh, I've been thinking about for the past days about what impression should I be thinking, but、um, <laughs> what came to my mind was、um, this year I've been involved with so many organizations, and、um, one of them is a Filipino organization, Paso. You've been hearing that. And、um, I think there's like a lot of opportunities for Filipinos to get involved、uh, with the community. It's like、um, you can lead a horse to grass or water, but you can't make it drink or eat if it doesn't <laughs> want to. <laughs> so yeah, I like my cheeseburger, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, so you know, opportunities are there. I keep inviting people, but they still come up with excuses. So well, it's also been a really terrible winter too. Yes, yes. So, so I guess my conclusion or my thought about it is,、um, someone really must want to do it. You know, if the opportunities are there, you just you, you cannot force people to join. You have to lay it out to them what the organization is, what it can do for them, how they can contribute, how it will enhance their lives. But that's 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 the thing that that's the only thing you can do. You, you cannot just force people in in any endeavor. So it's like if you have something to sell, the only thing you can do is like, hey, this is a great product for you, but you cannot really force it. Yes, unless you're a salesperson. Unless a you're a、one. very, very good salesperson, <laughs> and <laughs> then you can pretty much sell any idea. <laughs> yeah, and then for some people it doesn't click, and then for some people it doesn't click until several months, several years, and then when once they start getting involved, they they get it, and they're they're all in. Now you're speaking from some personal experience. Like I know that with Dragon Boat, you started off as an observer, and then、oh, yeah. after that, <laughs>、yeah. you, you were an now avid member. Now that you mentioned, I, I started <laughs> off not being speaking from a personal level, but now that you mentioned that,、mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that that applies. That applies because、um, I wasn't really I wasn't really all in when I joined the Dragon Boat team. You know, I was just <laughs> like I felt like I was like. Forced, or you know, I did someone did? a favor. Yeah, because Livia, because Livia invited, I, the, the, she invited me to be a DJ in the part in in their picnic. You know, I've been out of motivations for like eight years before I got reinvolved again. And in that picnic, you say, "Hey, Alex, we need someone to in Dragon Boat. It's not gonna be hard. Just show up." Okay, show up. Sure, nothing to do. And then two years later, here I am. So enjoying it. Avid Dragon Boat member.、Yeah. Miss Yen, take care of your body. Don't get sick. <laughs> this is the fifth cold I've had this this, this <clears throat> winter, and I it's because I don't really slow down. <laughs> it's completely my fault. So I said this last year too. Don't get sick. Last year I got sick, I think four times as well. And then one time in the summer, <laughs> and then the year before that was like four times. Anyway, actually,、um, my impression this week 
But anyway, I was watching Hulu Plus, and um, there was something on there by the New York Times, and it was, um, you know, it was a, a same-sex uh, two mothers who adopted children, two girls from mm. China, hmm. and they were doing an interview on the mothers, and one of them actually has uh, Chinese in her ancestry, recent ancestry. I believe she was one-eighth Chinese, and they're talking about raising these two girls, and one of the things that really struck me is one of the mothers kind of feels a little bit badly when people say, oh, it's wonderful, all these things you've done for adopting these girls, the things that you've done for them. And they kind of stop a little bit, and they were saying how they felt, you know, it was almost kind of selfish. And um, But anyway, uh, the mother was um, slowing down and saying, hey, we actually feel a little bit selfish saying that we've done all these great things for these girls. Really, we just wanted to start a family, and she wanted to go back a little bit to her Chinese roots, and that's why they adopted the girls. And really, they f- it's like the entire short interview made it seem like the girls had actually improved their lives. So I think that's just a beautiful sentiment. Nice. Now, let me introduce to you who our guests are tonight. It's a cut my eye a few months ago uh, during a fundraiser for the Philippines. We have two guests. First guest is Loriano. Loriano is a high school student and is a bagpiper. Um, the thing that makes him so unique is he's a uh, half Filipino, half Scottish lineage. And uh, for such a young age, I've seen him perform, and he uh, is very good with his bagpipe instruments. He's a high school student, and he enjoys reading, computer gaming, and music. He hopes to attend college at Alma College in Michigan and study music education or possibly computer science. And with him is his mom is from Glasgow, Scotland. He's been all over the place. Uh, because she's a military brat, I think. That's how I, I, I defined her. So here they are, um, Loriano and Fiona. Hello. 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 All right. So, Loriano, it's pretty amazing that with a Filipino background, you're actually playing Scottish bagpipes. Was this inspired by your mother, or was this something that you naturally wanted to do? Uh, it was a bit of both. Um, my immediate family over here is all Scottish, so the I guess the thought and the want to do it was always there. Mm-hmm. Now, did you? was it difficult finding a teacher? It was quite funny how it actually happened. At my uh, my middle school, the crossing guard at my school, we got in a conversation once, and someone came on the topic, and he said he played bagpipes, <laughs> and he said he could teach me, and that's where it all started. So at what age what age were you then when you realized that, that you really liked to um, play bagpipes? Have you, uh, were you interested in other instruments? Or let's start with how old were you when you finally uh, realized the eureka moment? I think I was either uh, 10 or 11 when I first started. But previous to that, I did play saxophone in school, so it oh, was okay. easier easier to make your transition because I knew how to read music. Yeah, so so you were um, you like playing wind instruments? Yes, it, it requires um, long power, but you know it's the same family of instruments, right? So I think it just depends on what what sound attracts you most, right? Yeah, it's so they're similar in some ways. I mean, like they're both you know woodwind instruments, written music, and everything. But the biggest change is the actual playing of the instrument and uh, the history behind them. I mean, bagpipes are you know hundreds of hundreds of years old, and saxophone is I think it's a relatively new instrument. So Fiona, did at what age did you notice that um, Loriano was interested in music, or did you expose him to music at a young age? Because some people, some uh, some people um, learn music because it runs on their DNA or they see friends or families um, involved in music. Because for me, my family is heavily into music. Um, I have a great-grandfather who's a music composer, and my cousins play piano all, all across, and they love to sing. So w- what about Don Loriano's environment or upbringing? Um, I don't think he was raised to play music. 
I don't play music. Oh. Um, just listen to it. Uh, but when he was nine or ten, he's at school. They had to do either choir or learn an instrument. And oh, it's a requirement. Yeah. Oh. So he didn't want to do choir, so he picked an instrument. Just kind of. I don't know how you came about picking the saxophone, but you picked the saxophone and and. He just kind of was oh, a natural okay. at it, you know. So ex his exposure was was through school, yeah. and not through families, yeah. because I know families who sing a lot during uh, during gatherings, right. play. Just my family's like that. When I was small, and I was a baby, they gather and people play piano and they sing whatever before before karaoke. <laughs> and and that's why you know having the music education in school is important because had he not had that in school, it might not have sort of discovered that in him. You know, that he was a natural at it. But it started even earlier since when I was in middle school. Um, you, back in elementary school, you were forced, basically, oh, to really? learn how to play the recorder. Oh. So you knew how, to, knew how to read music, at least. So everybody in one room plays the recorder, basically. Oh, okay. And at what point, um, at what point do people start selecting their instruments? That's when... when they brought choir into it, which I think was either when I was in fourth or fifth grade. Oh, okay. And... You were, you chose to be in choir or band. Oh, interesting. Is that how it is with most school systems? I'm not sure. That's I think that's how it is now because, uh, you know, they, they want to get them involved. So, um, and, and not all kids want to sing. They always have a choir, but not every kid wants to sing. Hmm. I, I'm curious because in the Philippines, there's no such thing. <laughs> yeah, the music classes are just singing, and uh, basically a lot of it is singing in front of your class. That's how it was when I was in school. <laughs> a cappella without any instrumentation, yeah. and then it's it's pretty nice that people um, kids get to select yeah. instruments. Yeah, and the school gets like discounts for uh, from local music places for for renting the instruments, or that you can eventually buy them from them. Mm. So mm. they, That's nice. I think it's good. Yeah, because in the, in other countries, or I could only speak for the Philippines, but in the Philippines, you know, um, if you're interested in a band, there's like you know a small band in the Phil in the class, and there's no really formal lessons where people can join the choir or. You get really general lessons though, because it's just a music teacher that knows, um, I guess, the basics from each one. Mm. Isn't that how it? How it yeah, works? what it was at our our school is a teacher was like they specialized in one specific instrument. Okay. But they knew a general idea of all of them. Just one teacher specializes yeah. in one instrument. So well, he had a small school. So. so let's see how many instruments in an orchestra. So you have that many teachers? Well, we didn't really have that kind of band. It was an orchestra. <laughs> it would have been fun, but we didn't have that. Yeah. There was lots of flutes, wasn't there? Lots of wind instruments. Yeah. Well, let's switch to Fiona. Fiona, are you, have, how long have you been in Cleveland, and have you always been uh, a Clevelander? Uh, no, I moved here in 1998 when Loriano was about three months old. Moved from where? Uh, we moved from Seattle, which is where oh, he was okay. born. So yeah, and then you know, like you said, I'm a a Navy brat specifically. Oh, there, there you go, yes. there you go. Yeah, a Navy brat. So your your dad is, uh, you know, what do you call this? Camped in different bases, naval bases. Yeah, but he just was... in the U.S. or around the world. Well, well, around the world, and you know, he met my mom in Scotland. Oh, okay. So, so let's start there. Where, um, what basis have you lived on? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we started. My he was stationed in Dunoon, which is right near Glasgow, when uh, he met my mother. Um, and then from there, we moved to San Diego, and then to Neomakri, Greece, and oh. then uh, 
then to Rhode Island, then to West Virginia. Then that's when we went back to Scotland, but it was in a different base. Um, he wasn't on a ship anymore, so we were kind of out in the country a little bit. Wow, which that's was very a, interesting. That's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So you must have soaked uh, yeah, the cultural culture ex cultural experiences that yeah there was a lot of uh, a lot of different cultures that um you know just the people that i grew up with i mean how, how far could you recall your trips to the different uh country i think europe you mentioned greece Scotland, san diego yeah and, and east and west east and eastern and western side of the united states yeah the uh, you know the farthest east i guess we went is is greece um i don't remember a whole lot from there because i was we lived there for four years but i was a small child so i just have sort of little bits and pieces of memories but when i lived in scotland you know we took school trips to to london and paris so you know i remember a lot of you know those experiences and um you mentioned that loriana was born here in the u.s yeah he was born in seattle just outside of seattle okay has he been to scotland no, not yet. No. Hopefully soon. Oh. Yeah. I see. Well, I hope uh, you're able to visit your Scotland, uh, your Scotland, because that's where bagpiping originated from, right? Yeah. Um, and that's where they have the World Bagpipe Championships. So that's you know what he's where he's hoping to go. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that this year? It's every year in August. Oh, yeah. okay. So how does that? Um, what's it? What this? What happens in this in this event in this uh, competitions? <clears throat> Well, it's a huge competition, basically, for bands to come and compete for basically a title to be the world's best pipe band, champ be world's best pipe band. So and it, all pipers from the world gather here. Yeah, just many different bands over like there's different. It's separated in different grades, and there can be only one. Yeah, there can be like well, for <laughs> for each grade, there's only one, but the highest one that's most prestigious one, I guess, is grade one. That's how many grades are there? Five. Oh, okay. All right. So it's like a belt. In... There was even bands from Mexico there last year. Really? Time. Yeah, a few, yeah, many different Bike bands. Bike Pipers from Mexico. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quite a few different ones. What are the countries, what are, what are the other countries that uh, that you know or have met in these competitions? Um, many like, for example, Scotland will be there, United States will be there, Mexico. What other countries? There's bands from Canada, Ireland. I think there's some countries in, like, uh, some bands from India go some other ones in Eastern Europe and over Europe and everything. Like Andrew Yu is a, he's a Chinese piper who plays in Hong Kong. Oh. Is but, he a, a popular piper? Uh, he's not really popular. He's just, I know of him. But they're as far as like New Zealand and Australia. So, you know, there's, uh, even the Canadian bands, there's lots of Asians. So although they might not be from an Asian country, there are Asians in the bands. Hmm. Are there any other instruments that you play besides the, bag, the bagpipe? I play a little bit of a uh, saxophone and piano, but I still, I'm working on my piano skills. They're not up to par where I'd want them to be. Yeah, are they similar the uh, the bagpipe and the um, saxophone? Because it seems that the hand positioning is similar, but the instruments are different. It, it's similar in a way. I mean, uh, saxophone it looks a lot more complex because he has all the different keys and everything. Yeah. And where it is, bagpipes are just you're basically covering holes with your fingers. Hmm. But it's the technique and. Uh, Everything involved in bagpiping, which makes it difficult. Whereas, you know, I, basically anyone can pick up a saxophone and make some noise out of it. Um, what do you mean by technique? It's the the finger movements and everything. It can I be see. quite difficult to play. Is it? Um, it it's not linear, is it? Does does each hole pertain to a note? Yes, oh. and 
Yeah. So how do you, uh, for example, for A sharp and A flat, if there's only one hole, how do you flat it or how do you sharp it? Uh, down the way, you would lift one of your fingers up, and by lifting it, that would make more air come, mm. or less air would flow down, which would take less, I guess, air pressure off it, so it would go flatter. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I asked that question because pretty sure, because we have a lot of Asian listeners, so there should be a lot of musicians in them, and they probably are curious if they haven't, you know, I, I bet a lot of... Asians have only seen bagpipes through the movies and TV, but never really actually met or heard someone talk about it. So, um, why? Let's talk about the bagpipe, the instrument itself. Why? Why was it called bagpipe? Let's discuss what what that thing. I mean, let's dis, let's describe the instrument. Well, basically, <laughs> it the name bagpipe is describes perfectly. I mean, there's a bag and then there's some pipes. I mean, that's about as simple as it gets. So, could you name them? I think that's well, the the parts that go on your shoulder is not that nice humming sound you hear tw- all the time when they're playing. Those are called the drones. Yeah, yeah. It's constant. There's uh, there's two tenors and there's a bass. And those both... are two bags. No, those are the drones that on your shoulder. Oh, okay. There's two all tenors right. and there's a bass one. All right. And uh, yeah, those are the things that create that nice humming sound throughout. And then you have your chanter, which is where they're the melody comes out of is that the bag also no <laughs> where is the bag <laughs> bag is what you hold under your arm under the arm for our listeners we will be posting a picture of a bagpipe in our facebook site so so after this interview in, in one or two weeks you will see that picture so you can relate to it and watch look at the facebook while listening to our interview and then, uh, so underneath your arm is the bag. There's air flows in there? Yes, <laughs> what you do is uh, there's also another pipe called oh, okay. the blowpipe, is which that's what you use to blow air into it. Hmm. And on the bottom of the blowpipe, there's a valve which lets air into the bag, but it closes so, so air can come back out. Do you control that, that, that valve? No, the valve is just automatic. You blow air into it, it comes off. Oh. And when you stop blowing, it closes. So there must be a... Uh, hmm. So it's controlled by pressure. Yes. Yeah. So if it's a new bagpipe, then it's harder to blow, or if it's an older bagpipe, it's easier to blow because it's like loser. No, you. The valve is uh easily replaced. Oh, okay. It's on the channer. No. Oh. It's just a simple rubber valve that can be easily replaced. Now, is a bagpipe an instrument that's easy to buy? You can go to Guitar Center or and get it. No. Or, no. No. <laughs> no. I mean, if you do find one there, it's likely not going to be a very good set. Most of this, like the really good sets, you are either, you're buying online from a well-known seller. Or oh, a well-known usually maker. it's online. There's, yeah. there's no, you don't need to touch it or need to see it, like in person, like you know, no, like a pair of shoes or. They kind no. of have a reputation, right? Yeah, most most of the well-known makers are known to make really good sets of pipes, so you can order a set from them, and you're basically going to get a good set of pipes. Are, are musical stores can can musical stores order it though for them, or would it be better if you just order it yourself? I, I guess you could ask them to order it for you, but it probably just be easier to order yourself unless you have no other way to do it. Like if you have no internet or yeah. connection to it, you can ask a music store to order it for you. I guess. Yeah, and there's actually a local bagpipe maker in Wizzy and Willoughby. Oh, yes, there's a. Okay. I actually play his pipes. Uh, Jerry Gibson. Jerry Gibson. Yeah. Um, so is Jerry, who is Jerry Gibson? Jerry Gibson is the maker of Gibson bagpipes, and he's 
stationed in Willoughby, Ohio, and those are actually the bagpipes that I play. Oh, okay. So you could attest to its quality. Yes. Um, so are there different kinds of bagpipes? Like there's a bass guitar, there's a lead guitar, there's an alto sax, there's a tenor sax. So are there different kinds of bagpipes? Yes, there are oh, actually there is. many oh. different types of bagpipes. I mean, uh, I mean, there's some bagpipes that come from, you know, like Middle Eastern area. That's where they mostly originated from, like way, way back. Is how, the, how, does, how does it differ? Because they all sound the same to me. Well, they differ in the way um, the actual sound. You've probably heard the sort of Middle Eastern ones in like Arabian movies that. Oh know, yeah, the one with the women dancing, and clapping. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the because it, it kind of sounds the same, but it has a little more buzzing. It's sound it's it. just a bit of a different sound. He plays the Great Highland bagpipes. You know, they they all have their own their own name. Is there a Lowland bagpipe? Because you said the Great Highland bagpipe. Is there a a not so great Lowland bagpipe? <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> no. No. There are just there are many different kinds. I mean, there's you know the Irish kind, which are called like Ilian pipes, which aren't oh. actually mouth blown. Oh. They're actually from a set of bellows under your arm, and they blow air into another bag over here. It's very interesting. I didn't know there's a lot of variety. There's small pipes. Yeah, and there's real pipes. Border pipes, small pipes, and there's just many different types. Are there specific bug pipes for kids? I don't think so. Or no, they, they the have, kids have to use the same size. They have like toy pipes you know they're not real but you could try playing them how heavy are these bagpipes i should have asked it to to, to brought so that we could try it <laughs> <laughs> it varies uh how much they weigh it depends what determines that weight mostly the ornamentation uh, like if you get a f- set of pipes that have like a whole bunch of silver on them and everything they're gonna weigh like 15 16 are the pipes made of wood cement metal so, what? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know I, majority <laughs> Of all the good sets and everything, they're made of um, African blackwood, which is a very, Whoa. very dense wood. Hmm. Like, say, if you put it in the water, it's going to sink. Oh, really? That's yeah. heavy. Um, you mean in, So what you mean is, in Scotland, they use African wood even then? African blackwood, yes. Hmm. It's cause ivory, too. A, any other type of wood is just too, too light, I guess. Not as dense. Interesting. The cheap I, ones are made of what rosewood. Yeah, there's uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, basically the cheap ones. Cheap ones are rosewood because that's like one of the good woods to use in a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I guess in a bagpipe, it's cheap. It doesn't work well. <laughs> it doesn't them. work well because all the um the frets in a guitar are made of rosewood. You know. Yeah, they just don't work well with bagpipes. No. No. It has to be some solid. Yeah, really start. Does solid it contribute to the sound? The the make of the pipe. It does. Uh. Because I would imagine the main sound is coming from the bag. Bag does have some part of it. Like, say, nowadays they have a lot of synthetic bags, which are grommets. So you pull the stock through, which mm. is where the drone sits in. Yeah. You pull it through, and that, that, that rubber grommet restricts some of the vibrations. And that kind of makes the sound, I wouldn't say, it, solid. As, as big. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, because the old way to do it is you get a sheepskin bag, and then you tie it in yourself. Oh. Hmm. And that... It resonates more that way. Hmm. It's very interesting. Now, I'm thinking about history. When when did bagpipes start getting played in Scotland? I think Fiona, since you're from you're from <laughs> Scotland, right? I I wouldn't know. I mean, it's they 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 were a war instrument. Oh, really? They yeah. they used this to bash each other? No, no, no. They said they're, it's a war instrument. <laughs> they're they're on the front lines. They're uh, they had 
they put spears in this bagpipe or no, knives? It's the, the sound alone. It's <laughs> like they were used up in the war, I think, up until like World War II. Mm. No, they still use them. I mean, not the same way well, on the front lines, but there's. I think a tank will just run run over. A they still have military, uh, <laughs> military, like for military bands, yes. ceremonies. So, like, where they use, like, I guess, like during, like the drummers during the Civil War, right? Similar to that. Yeah, but it's the sound. I mean, if you have ever been among hundreds of bagpipe players, it's loud. Um, you know they're coming. <laughs> so the it makes the enemy deaf. So that, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. If, if it's loud, it makes the enemy deaf. They couldn't hear their commander, and there's chaos because they're all deaf. Well, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> think about the time where like they have no idea what this thing is. I mean, they're hearing like, "What is this thing?" Oh, you know they, what? They you're right. No what because in the highland, there's a lot of fog, so they could just hear it and not see anything. Yeah. And then before they know it, they're slashed in half, right? <laughs> You've seen Braveheart, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of controversy about Braveheart since a lot yes. of people say it's not accurate. But, yeah, you know, it's a Hollywood it's a Hollywood uh, incarnation of, of William Wallace. But since we're talking about Braveheart, what do you two think about Braveheart? Since you're from Scotland, you should have a, well, a heavy say. And Luriano is half Scottish, so he should have a half say. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, my mother's very critical of it, so it's hard to like something, you know, when she's pointing out all of the. Uh, like, like tell tell our listeners what are the some of the inaccuracies, oh. so that people will watch it and then they'll can say, well, "Oh, Fiona was right," and Asia Town Boys was the, right. The 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 one thing that sticks out is the you know the the woman in the story was actually only two years old when that story happened, you know, so they couldn't have the. The princess from France, I can't remember her name. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. yes. She was only two years old at the time. So the story couldn't have happened the same way. Yeah, that would have been not nice. Uh, a grown man <laughs> hooking yeah. up with a two-year-old And his, his, <laughs> his accents vary throughout the movie, too. Well, yeah, that, we so. can blame that on the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on on his on his voice coach, but other than that, historical um, historical the, the, the gist is the same. The the gist is right of the story of of William Wallace. So. What are the uh, accuracies? Like what 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 did the movie got got right? Uh, I'm asking a lot because I love this movie. Well, so. <laughs> you have to remember, I uh, being a Navy brat, uh, I had a when I was in school in Scotland at an actual Scottish school. Um, I wasn't there long enough to get any history classes. Um, but when I was going to an American school in Scotland, we had this class called Host Nation uh, where we were learning about Scottish history. But, uh, you know, it was, I guess we hadn't got to that point. We were learning about sort of the Picts, which are like the old clans in Scotland. So, you know, I don't have a, a good understanding of the whole history. Do you know what clan you descend from? Uh, my mom's clan is uh, comes from the McDonald's, and uh, on my father's side is the uh, Lamont. From the McDonald's, so they they have an arch in their logo, a yellow <laughs> arch, you think? No, she was the MAC. No? Oh, so not did the they same. love hamburgers in their clan? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the more popular ones. Obviously. Yes, yes, I've heard that clan. And uh, do you do you stick to a particular? Um, what they call this a particular weave of uh... a tartan? Yeah, yes. Well, there's there's a different there's a lot of different tartans. Uh... Do you know your weave your your clan weave? <laughs> I know from my from my father's side, his tartan is the uh, Macintosh carton, tartan carton hmm. tartan tartan. Um... No, does this clan love computers for some <laughs> for some reason? No, but now you can see where a lot of these <laughs> names came from. 
Yes, yes. So, um, but Laureano can tell you a little about the Tartans, you know, from his band. Oh. Yes, there's many, many different variations of a single Tartan. Like uh, the one we have in the band I play in the Great Lakes Pipe, and we wear the the ancient Drummond of Perth. So do, do you wear the same kinds of weave? A pattern and for the band, yeah, yes. We oh, all okay, wear the same okay. tartan. So, what clan do you wear? Uh, for in the band, we wear the ancient Drummond of Perth. Oh, uh, okay. And, and the ancient means it's 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 kind of the color. Did of you say Asian or ancient? <laughs> ancient, ancient. Oh, okay. All right. The colors are more muted, where it's the, not bright. Yeah, like okay. Whereas the the modern, I think it's the modern Drummond, or just of, the Drummond Perth, of Perth, or just the Drummond of Perth, uh, is more bright colors what color what color pattern what shade mostly red oh okay that's nice yeah it's um scary nice and <laughs> you're red right blood like muted red like oh, a maroon it's, not. it's more like of this a, one no it's lighter no? it's a little more orange kind of like that kind yeah of. oh okay right. lighter but close enough very interesting so um growing up Loriana, were you aware of this um scottish history in your family in your mom's or in your mom's family yeah my granny and everyone else always really. tells you stories like, you know, you all gather up on her feet <laughs> while you eat milk and warm milk. Then she tells this brutal fights. and <laughs> It was more like just lived it. Yeah. Like, I can't remember. It wasn't. It was just there. I don't know how to describe it. Other because than that. It we weren't. Just because there. we didn't. Uh, uh, it's not like he's a first generation American. So it's not like I was a small child and, and got to learn about it. I was just living it and we moved here and my mother, you know, we're still Scottish citizens. So, you know, you don't think as much to pass the history down when it wasn't passed to you. It's just kind of natural. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So you just hear it and during gatherings, it just, it got infused into you. Mm. <laughs> anyway, to our listeners, um, we'll be taking a break and let's hear Loriano uh, play the bagpipe. Um, what song is this, or if, is there a title for any bagpipe songs? Oh, uh, there's a in the selection I played. I played a few different ones. Uh, for I can remember, I played uh, the Captain's Pledge, Hollerin' for Haggis, uh, Cabaret, Dora McLeod, Mrs. McPherson of Inverin. And McAllister's drink. I think I like the hollering for Haggis. And we'll tell you, <laughs> explain to you why when we come back after this um, brief break and enjoy the Loriana's bagpiping playing. <laughs>
we are back. I hope you guys or gals and gals enjoyed um, Lorianne's bagpipe playing. But Ishitan Voice is an hour-long non-profit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We are on every Sunday at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific Islander Americans' community and their culture, education, and their events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asiatown Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that listeners like you will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And... um. With that, I'd like to thank uh, the people who donated to our Radiothon Marathon 2014. And for those who haven't mailed in their checks, please mail your checks in so that you get to receive your premiums. Premiums are the gifts that we gave out to you, to all those who donated. Um, so mail those checks in. So anyway, we're back with Loriana and Fiona. Uh, for those who are just catching up, Loriana is a half Scottish, half Filipino bagpiper. And he is with his mother, Fiona. The Scottish woman. <laughs> oh, what's the title of the song? That haggis thing. Hollering for haggis. Hollering for haggis. Uh, <laughs> for those of you people who don't know what haggis is, it's it's a Scottish dish, and I I haven't tasted the original version. I only tasted the uh, the Americanized version. So uh, could either Fiona or Loriano explain what haggis is uh, it's basically the insides of a sheep with some oats and spices put inside to the, of the stomach of a sheep and then cooked it it's not just the insides of the sheep that are cooked it's also some of the you know lambs meat and everything or not sheep well, lambs well sheep meat well it's uh, it's a lot of it's the extra pieces basically you know, no waste. How how does that taste? I don't like it. Some people, I think, you, <laughs> but you're from Scotland. <laughs> believe me, a lot of people from Scotland don't like it. Is it like hot, peppery? Um, yeah, there's spices garlicky, in it. Not like no, not garlicky. Gamey? No, not gamey. It's it has like the the spices, not spicy as in like hot spicy, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of like it's hard to explain. It's yeah, haggis. and it's it's kind of like an acquired taste. You you, you either like hate it or you love it. Yeah, I, I jumped into it because I'm not supposed to ask you about food until later. But <laughs> since one of the songs is hollering for haggis, so <laughs> that's why I brought up the haggis. Can you eat haggis with rice? Since I'm Asian, uh, <laughs> and Lorianne is half, do you eat haggis eat, with rice? <laughs> I think you could eat rice with anything. Yeah, and put, rice goes well with anything. And put the sriracha on the rice and haggis. No, that's a uh, Asian haggis. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 since we're at the topic on the topic of haggis, what is your favorite food, Loriano? Just select one, and you don't have to be, you know, ethnic inclined. Uh, that's a really, really hard question for me to answer. Because let's I've make been... it easier. What's your favorite Asian food? Uh, <laughs> That, 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 narrows it, that narrows it down a whole lot. All right. There you go. So think about it. What's your favorite Asian food? <laughs> and while you're thinking about it, Fiona, what's your favorite Asian food? My favorite Asian food? Um, I don't know. I'm a picky eater, so it's difficult. It should be easy because you're, if you're picky, then... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, if it doesn't have chicken, she doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like spicy foods. So chicken that's spicy, you know, I can have that. Like a particular dish? I don't know. Does Benihana count as Asian food? It's Japanese. <laughs> well, there you go. It's a, they have a chicken that has a spicy sauce. And the next really question like. is, will you cook it for us? I wouldn't know how to cook it. 
How about you, Loriana? What's your favorite Asian food? Well, one of my favorite Asian foods are some Filipino foods. Uh, some Vietnamese food is nice as well. Oh, okay. Like like pho or bin ma sandwich? Yeah, pho is nice. Have you had a bin ma sandwich? I don't think so. Those are those are good. Um... It's it's pho. <laughs> oh, there's the, there's the normal host. <laughs> I have uh, quelched my uh, vo- vocal strains. It's pho. Fa. Oh, close enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we jumped into discussing uh, food again because one of the that's why I came back. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you right? can smell it. I mean, one of the songs is hollering for haggis. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, actually, I was uh, kind of like listening in on you guys. Have you had haggis? No, I haven't. Well, if it comes out of a can. <laughs> they they actually do have what? canned haggis. Yeah. They do. How can they put the bag inside the thing? Well, it's it's not in the bag, but they do have canned haggis, and that doesn't taste very good. So yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to try no. real. Doesn't thing. sound very appealing either. Yeah. I want. Yeah, I want. Granny likes it, I think. But you know, there is a Scottish Games this year, right? Yeah. There is a lot of them. A lot. I thought but, there's but only in one in Lorraine. Oh, in I mean, Ohio. Ohio. For one in Ohio, yeah, there's one in uh, Lorraine. It's around third June. weekend of June. Yeah. Um, are, is there haggis there? Probably. Mm-hmm. So t- tell tell our listeners what um Scottish Games is, because I I barely know about it. It happens a lot in the in Lorraine County, and um I think there are some Scottish games and a lot of bagpiping. So t- tell us a typical um Scottish game day. Well, it varies for what you're actually going there to do. I mean, they have different things like the uh, the heavyweight events, which are basically tossing around giant Stone, stones. Stones, yeah. Tossing the yes. caber. Tossing yeah. the caber. I mean, What's a caber? A giant, basically, a telephone pole. People. You, oh, people I saw that in uh, in Braveheart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? What else is going on? And you also have like you know um, Highland dancing competitions, uh, harp. Uh, I think fiddles there as well. Do do they go to the mountain and dance there, or is it on the same grounds? It's on the same grounds. The same grounds. Okay. And you have, uh, you know, you have solo competitions for pipers and drummers, which are held, like, they start at, like, 8.30 in the morning. Oh. So <laughs> it's quite an early start for the soloists. And later in the day, you have the pipe bands. Are there dancing competition? Yes. Highland dancing competition. Are there um, maidens dancing in a circle with flowers in their head? Yeah, that, the, the Scottish there country is. dancing. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Country no, I mean, dancing. not dancing, but, you know, they're just in a circle, moving in circles on the side of the game so that they can meet men. Oh, No? No. no. Because in Braveheart, there was... <laughs> that, that's actually the May Day, and it's not um, just Scottish. It's it's a uh, Western European, and it's a pagan holiday. Yeah. Are, are you... Um, oh, are you supposed to uh, to wear a Scottish... Um, like, can teenagers hook up with each other in these uh, games? Can you what meet? are you trying to insinuate here? Yeah, I don't know. Teenagers, <laughs> you know, they meet friends, you know, <laughs> in their Scottish... You know, both men and boys wear skirts, so yeah, at this say. point... Uh, they wear kilts. kilts. Oh, oh, oh. I think, oh. He's secret- I think DJ Lexicon secretly wants to try on a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> I need a sword with that kilt. <laughs> and the little pouch that goes in front. Little pouch. What's in that pouch? Coins? What? Is oh, a phone? <laughs> s- since your kilt doesn't have any pockets, it's uh, basically... Oh, it does not? Po- no. It, it's, it's basically called a sporin, and it, it translates to purse. It's basically a purse because you so have to... it is a man purse. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because women can wear sporins too. Okay. Where are you going to put your cell phone? <laughs> well, during that time, I think if you didn't have a cell phone, you need three quarters for. <laughs> for, for and your flask, right? <laughs> but for at the the competitions, there is the the solo bagpipers aren't the more popular one for the crowds to watch. Uh, the crowds want to see the the Highland dancers, and they want to see the opening mass bands, which is where all of the bands 
open up the games, they come in together all playing. And there's a lot of food in this? It just This is important to me. Is there a lot of food in this Scottish yeah, games? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of food. There's loads of vendors there, loads of different... Traditional... Yeah. yeah. Well, there's some regular, you know, carnival Well, of course, food. there's like hot dogs. Um, <laughs> except at the, the games in Pennsylvania, they're only allowed one food vendor there. What? Um, one Scottish food vendor, and it's the one that's here in Parma, Gaelic Imports. But do they serve a lot of food? If there's only one vendor, I expect a huge... They serve a lot of food, yeah. A lot of meat pies. Meat pies are the... It's the main thing. Yeah, everyone wants meat pies. Is this pies. a structured uh, program? Like there's a program from 8.30 all yeah. the way down Yeah, to... that's all scheduled. What's the um, closest Scottish Games location to Cleveland? That would be the games that are in Lorraine. Okay. Yeah, the Lorraine County Fairgrounds. Yes. Lorraine County Fairgrounds. Yeah. And that would be what month this year? The third weekend of June. The middle of summer. Yeah. That would be hot. Don't know why they decided <laughs> to do that. Well, you know, if you're you know, if you're into sports you need to be you know, you do, we don't want rain or snow. <laughs> right. Yeah. But a hundred degrees isn't exactly. Yeah, you don't want that pole falling on someone when if they slip trying to throw <laughs> yeah. it in ice. <laughs> right? But the the week following the games is when Loriano uh goes to the Ohio Scottish Arts School. Oh. I mean for For bagpiping. For bagpiping school. Yeah. I'm I'm going back to that. Um, you're in high school right now, right? Yes. Where Where do you Where do you go to school? I'm um, currently homeschooled. Oh, okay. Interesting. How, uh, how long have you been homeschooled? Since ninth grade. A few months after. Uh, I used to go to a regular high school, Valley Forge, but it, I didn't really agree with it. I didn't really like it that much. So okay, so you did experience going yes. to a okay, okay. He goes to Ohio Virtual Academy. It's more okay. of an e school, not. Not strictly homeschool. Is that an is that an official? Yeah, it's a it's an online public school. You okay. know, same standards. So, do you like it, Loriano, being homeschooled? Because I know that you don't have to wake up early like I did. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it has its ups and downs. Like, that's one of the things I don't have to get up really early or anything. I can yeah. sleep in until noon if I wanted. I wish to. there was homeschool when I was being schooled. Because <laughs> you know, I'm always late and. <laughs> Uh, it would have, but what, what you really me. do miss is like the social aspect of school, mm-hmm. which I don't mind too much, but <laughs> it's important, I guess. Well, we we got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got yeah. yeah. Eh, I guess when, so. when how does that work? So you're homeschooled. Um, you don't you, you don't have any interaction with other homeschooled students or. I guess in a way I do. There's things called. Can you uh, just drop into Valley Forge back again or no? If you wanted to, he could. Oh, you yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. So well, you can go to the cafeteria during lunch. Oh no, I mean during the day he. Can <laughs> oh, just oh, you can't go oh, there. Okay, I don't understand how it's set up. So. I guess I could and say I'm a student. Yeah. Because you are. In. Because you I'm are. A student. Yeah. I'm not a student in this school, but I'm a student. Yeah. yeah. But they set up events like dances and and bowling and ice cream. Oh, that's things. good. That's yeah. good. That's good. You actually are required to attend a certain amount of face-to-face things uh, throughout the year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So it's not completely Yeah, you're not. Is good. that state mandated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that that you still required to to do such mm-hmm. things. I thought once you go homeschool, that's well, that's it's it. different. You go if to it's... the mountains and shut yourself, or go into a cave. And this is because <laughs> it's uh, the public e school. Homeschool, like strict homeschool, you don't have to follow the state's rules. Oh, it's different. Yeah, this so... is this is a public school that he goes to online. Okay, okay, but I think it's it's. Uh, I think this is better than strict uh, homeschooling. Yeah, because I don't actually ha- he I don't actually have to teach him things. Like he has teachers, 
that teach him things. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just his learning coach. No, oh, interesting, interesting. She keeps me on track, basically. Keeps you on track. So there are times when she wears the hat of a mother and a hat of a teacher. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a stick that you <laughs> hit your... Hey, now. <laughs> what are we advocating? Well, I guess uh, that's right, that's right. He grew up in a different era. Do they have advanced placement courses as well? Uh, yeah, they have all of the same options. They can do the, the community college classes while they're in high school. Ooh, nice. Yeah, they can, you know, it's all the same options. It's really easy to get ahead that way. Hmm. Yeah. Are you planning to do some AP classes? Not sure. No? He's only 15. <laughs> Give him some time to think about oh, it. I know. I forgot that he's 15 because he looks, yeah, I know. He's... looks very manly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Where, where's your bell here? <laughs> <laughs> it's at home. I'll bring it soon. But, um, but yeah. Oh, on a serious note, um, are you in touch with your Asian um, Asian roots? Um, I asked this question before. When when did you re- to to a previous guest? When did you, when did you realize you were Asian? And in, and his answer was, I've always known. <laughs> I didn't have to realize it. Now, with 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 you growing with your Scottish family, um, did you have that sense of, oh, I'm Asian, and you know, I have these two cultural things, something like that? Mm. He's always had his his grandparents, um, his Filipino grandparents, have always been a part of his life. Um, in his younger years, he went to visit them every year in the summer. He spent two weeks with them. And because he didn't have them around all the time, it was really important to me to to make sure he knew he was Asian. Um, unfortunately, he had some you know bad experiences um, where people were pointing out his Asian-ness in really? a not so Is nice way. Is that in school or in public? Or? Well, that was yeah, one both. of the reasons why I didn't like Valley Forge. Hmm. Yeah, even but even as young as you know five, six years old, you know the neighborhood kids. Hmm. Um, so he was always aware of it, but I f- always tried it's really to. Really disappointing because make... you'd think that in these modern times, yeah, you would it think... wouldn't be that bad. Or, but yeah, he's finished. always. I've always tried to make sure he was in touch with his. I've actually sort of had to do more of the getting him in touch with his Asian side more than I do with his Scottish side because he's going to get the Scottish side no matter what where he's not get, not going to get the Asian side unless I... Yeah. You know. So, you know, I, I've taught him about different uh, things, you know, the, the Filipino history in this country. And, you know, he knows all the celebrities that are Filipino. You do? Like who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks, Mom. That's <laughs> oh, you put, you put him on the spot. So, Loriana, if someone speaks to you in Tagalog, would you understand it? No. If someone <laughs> gives you a plate of adobo and rice, would you understand it? Yes. There you go. <laughs> he actually just came back from California. He was there for two weeks, so he's been, you know, eating a lot of uh, Asian. You food. know, but sometimes if if you're just exposed to the people around you, you, you get the culture, like the loud talking, the constant karaoke. Oh, he's he's used to the loud talking. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the, this a, this part of the family is quite loud themselves. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. The and it, believe me, it's always like that with Filip- with uh, Filipinos and the constant um, political incorrectness and. <laughs> <laughs> within Filipino family, it's always politically incorrect. Then you eat, then you sing, then you yell, blah, 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 and then watch TV. You know TFC channel? The Filipino channel. There you go. Watch <laughs> TFC channel like there's no other channel. I have an uncle who doesn't watch watch any channel except TFC. Like after work, TFC. <laughs> it's basically when I am 
when I'm over there. It's no other channels on TV. It's always the Filipino channel on all day. Yeah, see? Never turned off. It was different when I visited his grandparents with him. So um, what shows were you, uh, what variety shows? I forget the name of that variety show that most Filipinos watch. Um, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Do you remember any variety shows? I'm pretty sure that... Or soap <laughs> operas, you were watching soap. <laughs> <laughs> but, I watched them because I was bored. I wasn't really paying attention to them. No? <laughs> well, you couldn't understand them anyway, right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just watching. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I know that you that Fiona won a pair of tickets to the Cleveland International Film Festival yes, and to the Filipino film. Yes. So are you taking Loriano? Yes, he's coming with me and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna read the movie. That's gonna <laughs> be interesting. That's that's gonna be because there's like subtitles in the movie and it, it's going to be another cultural experience for you. Do yeah. you have an idea what the uh, <clears throat> film is about? Um I, I was told that it was about uh extras in a movie. Yes. yes. Like kind of like the the movie um Valentine's Day, a whole lot yes, of Filipino yes. celebrities. So to our Filipino listeners, uh, the main actress is Vilma Santos, and she is a well-renowned actress. She's been acting since the 70s. So she's kind of old, but she looks very, very young. So, yeah. We've actually recently started to become more involved with Paso, and he's hopefully, oh, hopefully maybe you know, be able to take Tagalog lessons. Yes, yes. And there are cultural dances that they're planning and practicing, and I think I should hook you up as the... Uh, Bamboo clapper in the tinikling dance <laughs> because they need clappers. They need clappers. So, um, and I'm not sure if you got the moves. Do you, do you dance or? Um, I'm, I'm terrible. Clapper then, clapper, clapper, <laughs> bamboo clapper. He can tap his foot and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, but if you make a mistake, you hit someone's feet. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, um, is she in there? Yo. Oh. Is there anything else you want to talk to them? Well, I just want to see if he wants to perform at the Cleveland Asia Festival. Oh, yeah. We, we did plan on... Did um, you submit the, your... Uh, no. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, Yin can say no or yes because she checks it. I check it like I No, I, I, I did have it open and then I saw that I had to put sort of like a bio and I didn't have that ready yet, so... <laughs> oh, you just well, gave us a bio. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Just submit the application. Okay. Um, and we'll talk later. Okay. All right. And um, as uh, Yin would always say, we're at the top of our hour. And I would like to thank Loriano and Fiona for being our guests. And um, to our listeners, please tune in to us and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.